You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. Guys, that's right. You know what that sound means. It means you're here at AfterBuzz TV for another Graceland After Show. This is the after show for season two, episode seven of Graceland, entitled Los Malos, which Stephanie Georgie has informed me translates into The Bad Ones. That's what she says. I'm your host tonight, Stephen Lemieux. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and tweet me during the show at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Joined as always by my amazing co-host that I couldn't do a thing without, Stephanie Georgie. Hey everybody. Literally couldn't do anything without. She's so amazing, right, guys? I am. Comment Thank on you. our YouTube videos on how much you love Steffi G. Um, so we're going to break down tonight's episode in a little bit, uh, just kind of segmented way. We're going to first kind of cover the beginning of the episode because that's so far apart from everything else, and it was kind of weird. Uh, we're going to go over the Briggs undercover storyline. Then we're going to go into the Mike and Charlie cash flow storyline. Paige and Jake's, we're going to touch on that. And then Johnny and Carlito. You know, Carly Lucia, basically. Johnny Lucia more than Johnny Carlino. Um, but so the episode begins with a flashback. Right. And then we get some confirmations on what we thought might have or not have happened. Yeah. So basically, Mike knows that Sid Markham is the mole. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, mm-hmm. uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but this shows him at the precinct and he's on a, uh, he's on the phone with Carlito and he's telling him that. The, to burn it all, because apparently it cuts back even further to uh, Mike on the case, like right outside the warehouse, and one of the cops from the gang unit calls Sid and says, hey, we're about to bust this place, so Sid immediately calls Carlito and says, hey... Turn around, get out of there. And tells uh, tells his partner to grab Lawrence, mm-hmm. the, the bus guy, and to blow the joint, and um, Mike, right, then in, in real time, it cuts to real time, like the present, Mike confronts him... Eats some of his food right in front of him as an I intimidation know. tactic and says, I know you've been working with Carlos. You better get your affairs in order. And uh, you missed your chance to kill me. Yeah. So this is kind of a Mike just showing his cojones, which is kind of stupid. It's kind, kind of, of what we all know. Mike is moving up on his confidence right now. So he's just throwing that out there everywhere. I know he's throwing the confidence out there, but like it's kind of a dumb move in, in my mind because... You know, Sid knows you're aware of him, but mm-hmm. like telling him straight up that you know, it leaves. Well, it kind of cuts out the, the. It does because then he got he had to be prepped for Paul West. Had he had not said anything, then when this new guy came in, he would have been able to get on the team quicker. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as like he wouldn't have been as skeptical. So ready, right? Exactly. And I so feel skeptical. like the fact I feel like that first scene with Mike telling him that would have made him unaccepting of Paul West no matter what. Exactly. And I'm so surprised. I mean, fortunately, they did the background check and everything else, but I exactly. I think they so, said something. Yeah, so um and then we get a scene that says 24 hours earlier and guys, it confused me a little bit. It's not 24 hours earlier from the scene. It's 
24 hours earlier from when Mike was sitting when down at the table with him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like it jumped time so quickly that she couldn't really notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sid waiting in a car outside of Lawrence's house, and Lawrence walks in, opens a safe, puts his... Or, no, this is actually Sid's house. It shows Sid at his own house opening a safe, putting his gun in, and it shows he has a son. Right. It's just giving us the fact that he is a normal person, has a normal life, maybe trying to build some empathy towards him, but... Well, it's what Sid says in the first scene where he talks to Mike. He's like, look, man, it's not black and white. There's a there's a different side to every situation. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of showing that... Right. And I think they're going to play on the, the cop can, salary. That he's also good. I, well, I think they're going to play on the cop salary, and I think... Um, there is a lot of fear in Sid that we, I'll mention it now, but we see later on where Sid talks about how, um, a cop died, his kid went into foster care, mm-hmm. and the dad raped the kid in the garage every night. Right. And the kid blew his brains out when he was 16 because he never told anyone. And it kind of, this scene kind of reveals a little bit of Sid's fears because mm-hmm. he is a cop. He is with the gang unit and he's staying close to the gang because they probably threatened his family. Right. That's probably. And he has a younger son. The last thing he needs is for something like that to happen, especially so, if they go t- attack his family. Well, I think Sid knows that he's not long for this world. I think Sid knows that now that he's with the gang, like there's nothing that's going to prevent them from killing him when he's not. Right. Expendable. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, this kind of shows the reason why he's putting aside all this money in these safety deposit boxes. Because it's not his parachute. It's his family's parachute right. to keep his kid out of that mm-hmm. foster care. To keep his wife out of doing, like, out of a right. terrible Right, just job. any situation, exactly. Yeah, okay. so that does kind of reveal a lot. And saying that, hey, there's a black and white to every side, to every story. I think we're going to see more of Sid's character. I don't think he's going to die right away. I think it's going to be kind of a... Something that we're going to be able to use to build our own case. I think when Mike puts Sid away... I think it's going to leave Mike in a different place personality-wise mm-hmm. and a different place of understanding of how the kind of the black and white of things. Right. Where Mike's going to do it, but he's going to feel really bad about doing it because he's going to have stolen his nest egg and then I think something might happen to Sid's family. Right. And I think Mike's going to oh, be just no. like, yeah, I think that's going to be Mike's realization of like, look, you can't be playing. Like, you got to realize these are people's lives. They aren't mm-hmm. just criminals. Right. But you know what? It's vice versa. It is, yeah. Okay, so um, he we see uh, Lawrence in the house, and um, he walks into his house. He keeps the money in lasagna tins in his freezer. That was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Uh, and then Sid's in his house, and Lawrence is like, oh, I didn't tell the boy anything. I didn't tell the boy. And it's like, who's the boy? Warren. I didn't tell him anything. I told him there was an informant, but that's it, because he already knew that. And Mike, just before he even finishes his sentence, just pops Boom. him in the head. Sid does. And then, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, I don't know the name of Sid's partner guy. Neither do I, but this son of a biscuit eater is, like, looping around everywhere because he's the same guy who told Carlito about what was going on. It wasn't even Sid. It was that guy. And he's around, finished the job up for Sid, so he's doing all the dirty work. And then we see him again. He's the one who's investigating Paul West, does his research, calls uh, Jake's, you know, his old commander. And, yeah. I'm wondering, do you think he's going to be, like, a larger character or do you think he'll play a bigger part? I think he's going to get shot. Right, and he, he'll be Briggs the expendable one. He'll, he'll I think the he's the one that, one that Briggs kills. Um, like straight up, I think I can see Briggs killing him because he doesn't have dialogue. He's just recognizable, so they're mm-hmm. going to play that card. Um, so yeah, so the other, he walks in with like the cutters, like electric cutters, and I mean, yeah, Cartel awesome. would use a real saw or machete. You can tell that he's like, you know, I'm just going to use like I don't want to put in that much effort. I just want to cut it off quick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's well, kind of dead already. There was no need to. Carry on torture when he. Well, was they're already... making it a gang thing. Uh, I know. Yeah, they're making it a gang thing, covering it up. Um, and they drop the gun. 
So Briggs has an undercover storyline. Basically, Mike wakes up Charlie and Briggs because Mike's like, hey, Briggs, you're going to be going undercover at the police station. Ba-ba-ba-da. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome to the FBI or welcome to the, yeah, the police, LAPD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Briggs is at the precinct. He's under the assumption of Paul West from El Paso, and he's immediately paired with Sid and his partner. Like, that was just, like, straight up, like, oh, yesterday. Right. The- well, they made the transfer happen for a reason. Oh, that was straight up. You mean on Sid's point of view? Yeah, it's just like, we Mike just scene. walked up to me and said that he knows that I did this with a cartel. Hey, now there's this new guy at the precinct. Awesome. Duh. Yeah. Um, but we see four people. That's really like, I think there's like the four-man crew that are really the inwards. Mm-hmm. I know there's the whole gang squad, but there's a the four-man crew. We get a woman, a redhead dude who kind of looks like who kind of looks like Nick, our new engineer. <laughs> like straight up looks... A ginger, I saw Nick's heart. <laughs> um, and then we get the weird Gingers. dude who cut off the head, and then we have Sid. Those are like the four, the dynamic quadro. Um, so his partner immediately goes and searches for Briggs in the database and finds up... And sees his file and calls up this burner phone that they gave to Jake's to act like he's from Chicago PD or. And he the tells him a good old story, kind of makes him believe it, and oh good yeah, to go. he's a he's a real good guy. He's he he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's, In fact, let me he, tell you a story about him. Let me let me tell you this story about him. So you know, I was undercover, right? I was undercover, and my cover was about to be blown. They would have just shot me right there. And <laughs> he comes in and he just starts a fight with the dude, and he's like beating the dude up. Dude, he, all he that just to save my cover. Three broken ribs, a ruptured spleen. Man, he'll do anything for the team. So you know what? He'll take some creative license. Well, it's what I like to call cre- creative. Creative uh, license. Creativity. Down down here, we like creative license. Shut he, up. He, oh, God, I can't stand it anymore. He's got a license to Stop kill. Stop saying that. License to be I creative. I thought you'd have a better southern accent being from, a, from North Carolina. I'm doing a real, ex- I mean, I can I can do a real exaggerated accent. Like, this is my accent from North Carolina. Is, That's I, what I'm, I want to hear. Yeah. I, I want to hear Steven sound like that good old southern boy. I, I got rid of my accent when I moved out to L.A., y'all, so I, I kind of. He sure did. You I was just thinking that because I parked in front of your car today. Sorry, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, North Carolina." The only, the only thing that kept is uh, is I can sing country well. Can you? I can. Okay, yeah. well, I'll let y'all know about that because I'll make maybe, him sing after this. Maybe in a little bit. All, All right, right, y'all, um, go ahead though. I'm going to go back to my normal voice now because Thank it's you. so weird. Unless I'm talking to somebody from North Carolina, right. it kind of I don't do it. Anyway, so uh, he, I love how they say he suffers from creativity. Yeah. Licensed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, talks, in, talks about the story. Paige is laughing on the other end of the conversation because Jake's is doing like mm-hmm. the comical southern accent. And uh, and it's a very good story to describe Briggs's character regardless of him being undercover oh, or not. Oh, yeah. Because they know what his patterns are, so that's what they need to just um, Well, I feel like evidence. it wasn't a fake story. I feel like that's it a real story. It wasn't, exactly. I'm sure. So, um... Oh, Jamie Gray Hatter just retweeted it. Holla, girl. All right. Um, so, Sin's partner, they're talking about Briggs being suspicious, but he says he checks out. And then we see, this is what the scene I was talking to you about, was Sid interrogating this dude. We don't get his, I don't think we get his name. Mm-hmm. He's a tattooed uh, Latino guy. What? Randy's his name. Randy's his name. And they're trying to convince him to be like an undercover informant to set up a coke deal so they can break up the coke deal and take it down, basically. Mm-hmm. Um... And he agrees to the cook deal because he's got a little brother that he's trying to take care of. Marcus. Yeah, with Mark, a poor kid. Um, and so Sid looks for volunteers to do the coke biop. And what do you think? Who do you think is going to volunteer? Steph, who do you think? I think um, that new detective, Paul West, is going to. Paul West? Yes. Paul West who is, is Paul man West? who volunteers. Yes. Okay, he volunteers. Uh, Sid and Briggs are on the mission with the gang squad. They put him in support and because he says, yo, my team's good. So Briggs is like, well, how am I going to get on this? 
Um, the snitch does not want to wear a while. Well, you know what? Good for the snitch because that's exactly. What I thought this this whole point was from for me for my brother to be safe because though it's for me not to be gone. Yes, he set him up to get shot the f up. Yeah, like you're gonna give him this. Big I love ass, that he said not this 1979 <laughs> tough ass wire. Oh my so, goodness! Could you imagine? Would you even do any even the slightly most dangerous thing if they had given you a wire that size? I mean, probably. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, good for Randy for not for saying no to that. So the snitch doesn't want to wear a wire. The guys will kill him. Briggs says he speaks Tagalog, so he can do Tagalo. it. Tagalog. 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 Okay. It's Filipino, but that's how you. Can pronounce. you speak it or no? I know how to say "Kumusta, mambute." Oh, okay. I don't know how to say anything. I answered myself. I said, "How are you?" I'm good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, everyone who can speak it thinks you're insane now. Uh, the password is adva- advantage. Red shell toe is the password because it's a shoe store is the cover. And Sid gives the okay to let Briggs do it. Walks in like he owns the place. Mm-hmm. They ask where Randy is. He says, hi, I'm Paul. I'm going to be your best friend. And he also asks for the... What's the... Co- what's the did you write down the uh, code word? No, yeah. Password? Advantage red shell toe. Okay. And he says, no, Randy, no sale. Opens a case of cash and says, no, the deal. And Briggs is just like, check it. I, I like. I liked the the guy that he was doing the deal with was smart. I'm. So, I mean, not that I'm ever going to be a drug dealer or anything, but if I was, I might. I be would probably careful. do the same thing. No, we have. But it was just funny because normally in shows like this, they just they make them be so stupid. So I was happy that he said cash, and even though you try to speak Filipino, he's like, "Cool trick. I'm glad you learned that." Like I said, I'm not going to deal with anyone who, I don't know, my boy, only. And the cover was also good that it was in a shoe store because they all look like shoe heads. So I mean, everybody loves some good shoes. I need to buy some new shoes, stuff. You should help me with that. I will. My first job was at Foot Locker. Oh, there you go. We're gonna lock it down. All right. So uh, there is a gunfight. Briggs chases the guy. The girl on their team jumps the big ass bouncer dude. She did, and then he, and he lifts just, her like, over, picks her up, and throws her. But she gets and right then back somebody up. kicks his knee, and then bah, she gets up bah, and knocks him out. Bah, bah. Briggs tackles the dude. We have a pretty sick um, choreographed fight scene here with the gun being flipped in the hands oh, and yeah. flipped back. Yeah, that was and sick. then Briggs throwing him over his shoulder, and then the guy pulling a knife. They did. Some, they both had training for about a for about a fifteen second fight. That probably took them several hours oh, to get I'm down. Sure. Like that was that was pretty good. Nice cool fight. Um, and he showed everyone's butt up when they all showed up, like with their guns, but just letting him finish the fight. I got this. I got this. Don't yeah, it was like pancreation. It. it was like I'm gonna fight this mother. Anyway, uh, back at the precinct, Sid talks to Briggs, and Sid is like happy with it. He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a good job today, man." And Briggs like, "Is this an invitation?" He's like, "Yeah. All right. Well, let me go grab a beer. With we can you. use you on our team. On our team." I mean, honestly, I think that Sid might be playing this, playing along with this. Stephanie, everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Yeah. What? Lego song. Lego movie song. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got so serious with me in that I really moment. Did. I know. But I I forgot what I'll say. Thanks. Go ahead. You're so welcome. All right, so that's kind of it for the Briggs storyline so far in this in this episode. That's really yes. like that's where they ended. Briggs it was is, doing what he does best. This is you know what I like about this show is mm-hmm. that we get we get the drama, we get the things, but I get what I loved from Burn Notice. I get that in this show with Briggs. Like, the crazy things they do and, like, oh. the way they insert themselves in situations and, like, mm. set themselves up to go undercover. Did you ever watch Burn Notice? No. Burn Notice, if you like Graceland, you'll love Burn Notice. Okay. And if you like Burn Notice, you should probably like Graceland. Right. It's a really good show. Love it. And 
it's got freaking Bruce Campbell in it, so like you can't go wrong with freaking Living Dead Man. Anyway, so bum ba bum bum bum, Mike and Charlie Cashflow. That's our next topic. So this storyline was a little bit hard to follow. It was so confusing. Yeah, it's kind of it's got so many like big words and different cash transferring banks and stuff. And it's right. all, look, I can barely do my own bills. That I don't. Yeah, but I, I mean, it took for the entire scenario to happen for me to understand what they were talking about. We had to rewind and play it like right. three or four times or two or three times just to understand kind of the but, gist. So what they were trying to do is get a being have access to Sid's second account. What they did in order to get to the bank was Mike um, used a counterfeit hundred across the street because obviously they were going to use the deposit to Citibank. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a new hundred and it was a counterfeit, they always have to like announce it. One, it's a hundred dollar bill. Two, they have to find out how they did the counterfeit because that's the whole reason why they've made our new hundred dollar bills so efficiently and nice. And because that, they got called in. They had access to the computers. He did his little printout awesome job Warren and then they got to go to the safe and see exactly what he so I have a question were the purple post-it notes all of um were they all SIDS yeah all right everything in purple yeah like it was like a huge square of safety deposit boxes and they called it a parachute yeah his parachute so they're trying to track Markham's cash flow to connect it to Solo Mm -hmm. and to connect it to Solano so um so meanwhile, Paige is watching the warehouse. I just wrote that in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charlie and Mike, he has multiple banks. Basically, one's across town, completely mm-hmm. out of his way. And then his other one is the normal one. The city getting So the they did the whole thing with the pizza thing. I still don't know where Mike got that $100 bill. We didn't get really get like a back on that. He just, he made a joke. It's, it's from all of their cases. Uh, they're going to have okay. counterfeit hundreds. So, uh, yeah. So he gets into getting actual. He begs to be on the case. They're at the mm-hmm. bank. They get split up doing that. Mike finds Princess File. Which there are so many cameras at the bank, I'm sh- wondering why nobody saw that. Right. And basically what Mike wants to do, and a parachute, guys, what, what a parachute is, is basically, you know. What it sounds like. Yeah, it's like when, it's when, like the, ground, getaway. when the ground falls out from underneath your feet, do you fall or do you have a parachute to land safely somewhere else? Or better put, if you jump out of an airplane instead of falling straight to the ground, you have a parachute to guide you to safety. Unless, of course, you don't have a parachute. Right, but we have one in this case. Oh. And it's made of money. And it's made of money, which they're trying to snip, snip, snip. I recommend if you go skydiving to have a parachute made of some other material other than money, though. Just. OMG. Letting you know. Okay. Look, we got to have a disclaimer, though. Like, we say a parachute made of money. People might jump out of a helicopter with $1,000. You are so funny. Okay, next. You are so funny. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> that wasn't Nick. That's not Nick. No, that's only someone else laughing. <laughs> Continue. You are so funny, Stephanie. I sometimes, not always. Always. Oops. You rock this podcast. Go, Nick. <laughs> so basically, Mike wants to wait for him to make a mistake. But what they're worried is that Sid was saying he's out earlier. Mike doesn't know about that, but they're assuming he's out because Mike walked up to him and set, told him he knew. Mm-hmm. So basically they're they're deciding they're arguing over whether Sid is going to try to get out mm-hmm. and never do anything again, but Mike's just like, you don't just get away like that. Yeah. He's going to try to do it again. He's going to make a mistake, and that's when we catch him. I mean, the mis- mistake would be doing it. So they developed this plan. They're like, you know, why don't we rob a bank? And Charlie's like, what do you mean? And Jake's is like, well, we know Billy, and we're like, who's Billy? And it's like, well... Why don't we 
get some bank robbers and just kind of dangle that little fruit there and make them do it, then catch them, and we get the money, and it's evidence. Did you like how excited Briggs was on that? He's like, ooh, good idea. Let's do it. such a Briggs idea. He loves that ish. He really does, and it's so funny. That's why he's in that job. Like, to be perfectly honest, after being in something like that, could you really imagine ever doing anything else that didn't have to do with, like, just a switch up of life and everything all the time? I mean, if you didn't get out of it from getting shot, yeah. Like, I mean, if you had, like, horrible things happening, yeah, but... But still, I mean, some pretty bad stuff happens too yeah. with all this good stuff. But it is cool. They're gonna get a. They're gonna get a cop. They're gonna set up the bank robbers, and they know somebody who's undercover as a bank robber right now. So they'll get her crew to do it, or his or her. I don't know. I think Billy's the girl we saw in the preview. I was just thinking that too. But maybe Billy is the guy, and then gives her the team. Maybe, and the girl is is whoever she is. Genius. Yeah, maybe the maybe Billy set up the, the. Okay, like he's the one that has the crew. That I'm assuming that female was his crew. So the next uh, we get is Paige and Jake's at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. So they're watching the warehouse. They're trying to see if Carlito's ever going to visit the warehouse or if Sid Markham even visits the warehouse so they can take him down there and know and try to use them against each other. And then Jake's asks a question. And uh, they talk about what happens inside of the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I was going to I was wondering what she was going to say in order to make it sound. I mean, uh, regardless, this is a bad situation, but at the end of the day, no one was being, like, abused or tortured. Um, it's, I mean, to I under- confine somebody is a form of torturing. Though. Right, exactly. I, I understand, but as far, like, physical pain, you know? Like, I mean, he smacked Charlie in the leg with a lead pipe. Right, after she just tried to run away, but otherwise, they're going through, like, a mental, like, They threw her in the pain. shower while she was not cooperating and was pissed off at This her. is for someone There's who isn't cooperating. I understand that, but all these other girls are cooperating and deciding to just sit put, watch TV and do that. But what was sad was to hear them, to have to hear her say that when they had to line up. That's just like ridiculous to be in that position. And well, to not know to say yes or no to who was going to take them. Ugh. I mean, it's also a contrast to, I mean, slavery as well. I mean, it's people who have a, zero rights being bought and being mm-hmm. sized up. Like, open your mouth, let me check your teeth, let me check your everything, like that. Like, it's it's a comparison, and it's it's meant to be that in the way that as horrible as slavery was in the past, this is what's also going on now. Right. With with people nowadays. And equal rights. (laughs) Yeah, like with people who... (laughs) And not even being allowed or illegal. Well, to have their rights stolen from them. Right. So, I mean, even if they're not U.S. citizens, they still have... Rights. Well, that's my Human point. Eagle, that's what I'm saying. There's no discrimination like that anymore. Yeah. Well, there is, but well, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Towards okay. the women, but you know what I'm talking about, yes. So, um, a van arrives at the place. Doop, 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 The bodyguard gets out, walks a man inside, and they wait, and it's like nighttime. They were there. That dude was taking a long time, so he probably slept with the girl there. You think so? I think that maybe he had just like alone time and just, ill. I don't know, or made her do something. Who knows? I don't know. He picked the young looking one. Um, that the guy had picked before, mm-hmm. who was interested in picking before. Um, it's not when they leave, they follow him back to the hotel, and after the bodyguard drives away, he, Paige approaches the guy and is like, hey, is that your father? And the girl's like, I have like, to ask you a federal no. question. And he's like, well, what's wrong? I have and my to ask you the here. relation of this, of you and this girl. How are you related to that girl? It's my daughter. Is that your dad? No. And he's like, look, she wanted to come with me. She smiled, she smiled at me. That's the part that got her because that she, Paige just said you couldn't tell whether they were ex- like they wanted to be picked or not. So to think of her smiling, you piece, she smiled. Yeah, because look where she's at. Like, how could you? Oh, man, I would have I would have went nuts. Well, too it's, if also, I was Paige. it's also when Sulla told Paige to smile in mm-hmm. her picture. So that kind of is a set off word. 
And she he grabs her for a second, and she's like, "You're assaulting a federal officer." Mm-hmm. And he keeps talking, and she just goes. No, that's when he's he grabs her, and then he's like, "Hey, look!" She smiled. She was like, "What?" Goes ham bah, on him. Bah, bah. Yeah. I'm like huge on the papas tonight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they uh, Paige like straight goes ham on him. Jake comes and stops her, and Jake arrests him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how long it's going to take for that arrest to get back to the warehouse. So then we get a phone call with with Mike meeting Paige, mm-hmm. and Mike has got picked up a burner phone from somebody, and it had a phone call from Carlito and Sola. Carlito to Sola, mm-hmm. telling him to shut down the business. To no no one in or out. It's locked down. And Sola's arguing like, "Hey, I want to keep doing that because no, because he wants the money." And then he's like, "No, we're an in and out many- business." And uh, Carlito says, "No, shut it down." So smart kid. Basically, what Mike's in with this is he knows Sola. His Sola's angle is he's going to probably want to run the business underneath Carlito's nose to make right. it, to keep going like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Mike is going to be a return customer. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and uh, she, Paige is talking about she wants to shut it down now. No, I think they're going to see if someone can... Maybe you're right. Okay. Um, Paige, like, he was going to say have someone on the inside. I doubt that it would be him. He had no time for that. And it, it'd have to be someone to stay there to watch over the girls so that nothing happens when he decides to not put his investment towards them anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to have someone to stay there consistently, not just a visit to buy someone else. If Mike goes undercover in the place as a potential buyer, saying, I'd like to sit in with the girls and observe them for a while. Uh, mm, maybe. Okay, well, go ahead. What anyway, was next? Yeah. So she wants to... Yeah, so that's basically what we're talking about. She's worried about what happens on the inside because she says, you don't know. And then Mike's like, okay, well, we can definitely try to put eyes in there. Yeah. So that's what they want to do. All right, so now... That's the end of the story with Paige, right? That's the end of the story with Paige. Okay. And now we move on to the Johnny. longest storyline of the night. Johnny really got this episode. Like, I got, I know, I got like a whole it. page and a half of notes here on this. Good. He, and he deserves it. So, Johnny and Charlie in the bathroom. That sounds a lot different And I like that is. Jake was involved with almost everybody in that entire episode. I love that. And that he was so, so uninvolved before. And right. now... Now he's just there for everything. Like that's who they turn to. He's a silent guardian. Jake's is your boy. He's not the he's not the, the house guardian, guest they, they deserve. He's the house guest they need. Right. Um. So Johnny and Charlie in a bathroom. He ignores a phone call from his mom, and we've gotten a little bit of this from Johnny. But that was our introduction, so that when he took her to his mom's house, it wouldn't be so random. No, yeah, but we've gotten like some of Johnny's backstory, but we really don't get a lot mm-hmm. in this entire. His brother series. got messed up or was in gangs. I know that, mm-hmm. and then I mean, he just he's from Long Beach, so. And he mentions oh, wait, his mom. in the show he's from Long Beach too, no? I think. No. I don't Did you know. Know me? <laughs> no? Okay, continue. He's from Long Beach. Um, so we also find out that his mom does not know he's an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike's sending Johnny to meet with Lucia to see if there's any way, if there's any strings tied with that anymore. Because Mike mm-hmm. thinks it's a dead lead, but you never know because Carlito's out under. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh Sorry, there was like something attached to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was hair. Yeah. So Johnny shows up at the house, and Carlito's guy answers the door, which we assume is Carlito's guy. Uh, closes it on him. Johnny says, "No, dude, I'm a friend with Carlito. Where's Luce? Where's Lucia? I want to see your friend of Carlito. Come in here. You come in here. I'm gonna throw you on the ground, try to mess you up." Johnny beats the crap out of the dude for a second, but then his buddy comes and throws Johnny to the ground. Mm-hmm. They put a gun to him. Johnny's got a messed up nose, messed up eye. He can't get in the short end of that. Stick. And Lucia comes in. 
So they bring Lucia in, and Lucia was waiting for a guy named Simone instead of Johnny, and Simone. they're like, okay, well, we don't need you. Let's just kill you. And Johnny's like, nah, dude, I got, I got something for you. I yeah. got something better than guns. And he brings out a cube of coke in the safe. I thought he's like gonna pull a gun out of the safe and shoot him. I thought he was gonna no, I just thought that he was gonna offer them in a, like a different type of gun. Yeah. But which is funny because we thought I had no idea it had to do with military guns. Yeah, because we thought I was thinking last week that this had to do with the, the like pistols. Collection, right. Well, because it would have tied in uh Where was, Johnny had gotten it. No, where's the what was the Zelansky? Because mm-hmm. is the one that got Johnny those guns mm-hmm. and it would have tied Zelansky back into the story as if they had captured Zelansky and right. created a new storyline that we could have followed there. Um, but that's not the case. It's they not just the case. Appar- brought something upon us. Appar- Apparently, that's the second thing that's in the shipments. Yeah, there's the buses are bringing in guns too because it says the guns went up in flames, mm-hmm. which means that they were blown up alongside the drugs, so it wasn't just drugs in those barrels. Yeah, which is even crazier because now Mike doesn't even know that guns are involved. Right, and they're military guns. They're M4 rifles. Um, so let's see here. So he gives him a cube of coke that was in the safe because, of course, Johnny knew about that from when the hookers were there. Not hookers, but the club girls were snorting it off and he puts it in the safe. Uh, and then they, they go cut nuts. it with a credit card that says Edgar Cruz, which I guess didn't matter because R.I.P. Edgar Cruz. Right. Uh, they sniff a ton of it. Like they go on, they go. I thought crazy. they did. We were like, are they going to OD? The the director for the show really likes to use, or the DPs at least like to use these like sequences where the camera work is very strange, and right? It blurs into itself. so that it puts you into the effect of it. Yeah, and it started with, it started with uh, last season with Briggs in Jangles' place with the heroin. That's kind of where they developed this habit of doing this. Um, so they're still doing coke. It's military Greg. Um, the doorbell rings. We find out. We also find out that Lucia says that Carlito went back to Mexico. His father called him back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings right on the last line of coke when they're about to kill him, and Simone comes in, and I'm just like, Simone is definitely a hitman, right? And then not a very good one, of course. Not a very good one. He makes them. He makes them cut Lucia out. Mm-hmm. He makes them cut Johnny out, and they do because they don't want the wrath of Carli from Carlito uh, to uh, linger upon them. Exactly. So he does this speech. He's like, M4 assault rifles, gas operated, magazine fed. <laughs> Pulls Except a pistol out, shot. shoots both of them and gets shot in the heart. Three seconds and three men are dead. Yeah. And Simon. Simon. He kind of looked like Gobi from, uh, or Gomez from uh, Breaking Bad. A little bit. Like a thinner Gomez. Show. Anyway. Um, are you an idiot? Why would you shoot the one without the gun first? He yeah. shoots the guy that's not carrying a gun right. and then shoots the guy with the gun who then shoots him. Right. It reminded me of, like, Dear Sister, the SNL digital short. Like, I just wanted, like, ooh, what you say, like, playing in the background yeah. every time somebody got shot. Um, and I wrote that in my notes. Like, why didn't you shoot the one with the gun first? Like, are you an idiot? Come on, bro. Uh, I guess they just needed his character to cease to exist after his... He has become expendable yeah um johnny and lucia don't know where to go so he's going to bring her to graceland we think and no he pulls up to his mom's house bringing the story full circle about the phone call that he Mm -hmm. received in the morning that he ignored she doesn't know he's a cop again i wrote that to remind myself and he's going to pass lucia off as his friend i thought he was going to pass it off as his girlfriend Girlfriend or something like that right but he didn't he was just like Mm -hmm. yo it's she's in trouble and that's too much of a story he doesn't need to lie to his mom kind of yeah three months she has not heard from him in three months that's a long time. Like, how are you supposed to know if your kids are right? I haven't talked to my uncle in like 
eight months, and I feel your bad uncle. About it. Yeah, I, I feel really bad about it. But I'm seeing so him next week. Random. I know, no, but it reminded me. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sees his face, and he puppy dog eyes her, mm, and she I know. gives him a little crap like, "You don't bring trouble on this house." It's like, I know he's bringing a lot of trouble on Which this house. Which is so sad. Thank goodness Jake's like made it such a big deal because like I know, I know, and, it, and the thing is that. It, during the show, Stephen had asked me, he's like, I wonder what the big deal is between him and his mom. And the only thing I could think of is, even if they never give us a backstory as to why he's distant to her, I think it's kind of mutually understood amongst everyone that everyone has random relationships with their parents. Whether they irritate us or not, there's just always something going on. So it bothers me that when we think of our parents, a lot of times it's as if nothing ever happens to them because they're so... Because they're not in your life. They're not in your life. They're set on a pedestal. They're somewhere else. And it, the focus is always on you and not them. And so it just pisses. I can't believe that he it just, like, went over his head. Why would it be Why would it be just as easy? I mean, had he paid in cash, how? why wouldn't it have not been easy to go to a hotel? Because they, if they found her at the house, they would have found her at the hotel. Because she's recognizable and they have a, informants. Um, I think that Johnny I probably guess. snitched his brother out. And I think that's what his mom's not approval i think that's my prediction what do you mean i think the, the reason his things are tense with his mom is because johnny probably had something to do with sending his brother away to jail or something like that maybe maybe i don't know or it could just be the fact that they were all into gangs when they were younger and like she said growing up there were shots out there all the time yeah so dinner with johnny's mom she says johnny cooks there's a good dynamic i mean it seems like there's it nothing was. really between was, them right um, He's just distant. He has his own reasons. Yeah, and he talks about the eggs and how he microwaved the eggs when they were trying to make paws. And uh, he says he's good at pancakes. Mm-hmm. Johnny makes pancakes all the time. And this is where you really kind of see, or they're out on the porch drinking a 40 together, that Lucia really does like Johnny. And Johnny and really And you see her is, down to earth, not dressed up, not in this persona, just relaxed. And Johnny's totes into her. With a quickness. With a quickness, he got with into her. Now, with the quickness, he slid in and gave her that kiss. Yeah, so they, uh, t- they talking all night before girls, they do other stuff Girls, tweet me about night. how fine Johnny looked in that last scene. The chemistry in that scene could have been cut with a knife. Very well shot, very well acted. Props to them on that. I know. Like, I have a crush on him now. Jamie Gray, good scene, good job, you good did, chemistry. You did, and I'm so sad I wasn't here to talk with you, my Latina sister. And shout out to Manny, too. <laughs> so she's talking. she asked about working with Carlito, and he says he's got a business. Because <laughs> he talks too. about, like, he always wanted to build something. Yes. He talks about, like, building an empire. And uh, Lucia really hates the business. She's being dragged into it, and she doesn't like it because those three bodies are basically her being dragged into it. Mm-hmm. And she asks, what's your angle with me? And he's like, there's no angle. And then he looks directly to the front and is, like, angry with himself because he knows that at the end of the day it's all a lie. And even though he's trying to be charming or sweet and genuinely being honest with her, it doesn't count for anything. Well, it's just like Mike with his girlfriend in the first That's season. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't count for like anything. it's just like you can't have that outside of Graceland. You can't. So. However. But he basically. However, um, Lucia is in a different position where she would understand and she w- she doesn't know how to keep her mouth quiet. Totally disagreed. Okay. Um, you disagree? Why? Totally disagree. Why? Well, let me say one sentence before I explain why. Okay. Um, he admits that basically he has one with Carlito. He has a. An he's got business. He's got an angle with Carlito. Okay. So Lucia, love her to death. Great character. <laughs> but. She has an angle. No. Oh, okay. But 
Carlito's her brother. Oh, I understood. At the end of the day, family's family. Blood is Solano's blood. her dad. Yes, And I know. she grew up with people being arrested because of cops. And she grew up with people having their lives destroyed because of cops and because of all this thing. But she also Just probably grew up in a position where she almost can die because they put her in there. No matter what, she's in danger. But just because he's on the other side of it doesn't mean he's not involved in it. What do you mean? Just because he's a cop and not in the gang does not mean that, that he it's is not, not being in the same exact thing that she's been. So she wants nothing to do with exactly. it. And she could still get hurt. Okay. So Understood. like it's and I think that I think she would sell out Johnny in a heartbeat if it was to protect her whole family. And that's the thing. That's what I think is going to kill him mm. is oh. that he's going to have to make a decision. And whatever it is, <sighs> I think Lucia will not make it to the end of the season. Mm. I think Johnny might have to kill Lucia. <gasps> Not physically, but like maybe verbally where it would come to that. Physically. No! <laughs> what? Whatever. Even though you YouTube people be loving what Steven says with his wackness. Yeah, right. You know, They're going to defend you on that. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's worrisome, though. Because he's getting clo- too close to her. <sighs> There's no way she survives the season now that, she, now that she's close to him. That's the thing is like she's too close to him and she's too close to Solano. They right. are, they, it's three links in a chain and she is the middle link. Yeah. And if he's too close well, to her, you know they to will find out. Well, you know what? To be perfectly honest, then then that's a good that's good writing right there because she could go either way. It doesn't have to be either or. I know you're thinking of the family and everything else, but regardless, she could still go either way. No, she could still go either way, and I don't think it's going to come to her choosing between the family. I don't think she might be with Johnny, but if she wants to just end up taking care of herself because she doesn't, I don't see no mama or no sisters. Another another thing is she could. Carlito might find out that he's a cop or something. Remember she might, when you thought that she was? Yeah, I know. But Carlito might find out that he that Johnny's a cop, and she won't know yet. And, then, and Carlito's about to shoot him, and she'll probably take a bullet for Johnny, not even knowing he's a cop, and she'll oh die not even knowing he's a cop. You're just saying... <laughs> But wouldn't that be crazy? Like that would, would be, be that would be like she was trying to do the favor at, for his, that would for be him a, pushing her out of the way this last time. That would be a Greek tragedy. Is if is if she be. took a bullet for Johnny, and then he would have to live with the fact that she took a bullet for him, not even knowing that he was a cop, and not even knowing why Carlito was going after him. Right, and that would prey on his mind and give it more of a Jake's esque depression. Everyone, everyone's on that esque for depression. Next, next season, we could have more development with Johnny if that happened. Right. So, kind of going out of the way with that, guys. Sorry about that. Um, so that was technically kind of the, the, the end of it. So we can yeah. go. That's well, no, a nice little transition for your prediction. Nah, you. not quite yet. Um, Jake's drives up to drop off his bag because we didn't really oh, talk okay. about the scene. We didn't. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, and he talks about well, the bloodbath. That I'm Solano. happy that he said that. I'm happy that he's making it like clear to him because he says, "Look, you can't mix work life. You can't mix." Work and life. And Johnny's getting tired. You can tell because he's like, I know, I get it. I heard, I heard, I heard. Walks into the room, kind of just looks at her for a moment. And to be perfectly honest, all we've seen with Johnny is that he's been lonely. He doesn't have really someone on his team. The one person that he did have on his team is out, Zelansky. And so then he has this bit of a connection with this girl whom... To be, the way he was raised is the type of girl he probably would end up with because she she street smarts. Mm-hmm. She knows what's up. Yeah. So it's it just it's sad because the way he puts his hand on her waist. That's that like was a very, love thing. That was a very, very in, a touch of endearment. You know, he could have put it on her shoulder. He didn't. It was more like a manly like at a at a, you know, on a woman's hip. It was just very it was very endearing. Oh, my God, Johnny, you're so fine in this. <laughs> That's 
scene. So Jake goes off on him. Um, he goes back into his room, of course, has that and great that scene. It's d- I wrote dumb but sexy. Why? <laughs> like the scene, like it was dumb of him, but it was a sexy scene. So it's He's really just trying to get it in. So it's, it's a really it's really sad that you kind of have a feeling of what's going to come next and the tragedy that's going to befall Johnny from this. Um, but I was also going to say something, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Ah, oh, damn it! What was it? I don't know. It's just it is just a very Shakespearean sad thing when you kind of realize how the writers like to end things with these characters and how everything like, kind yeah. of. Not to use the word predictable. I don't use that word lightly, and I don't mean it in a negative, negative way. Right, right. I mean it in a, I like that I can follow the writing and see where what their minds will could potentially go. Right. Because I like to be wrong, but I also like that they've built these characters in such a way that I can go there instead of just being like, because I don't know what's going to happen a next. Bit real, right. Exactly. I have a writer's mind. I enjoy to break things down from a writer's perspective. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Props to the writers. It's not predictable because of you. It's predictable because of my, how my mind works and how I like to I'm break down I'm the same shows. way with the Fosters. There you go. I predict everything. All right. So um, let's go into predictions. I was just looking at it. By chance, if the camera was on me, I was if just... If the soundboard <laughs> hangs, you just quit it and restart it, Nick. If it like shows the this timer, this is my not favorite part down. about our show is that Stephen gives you a little bit of behind the scenes when one he fixed my mic or when he's just being a teacher. You guys, I'm not a host yeah. at AfterBuzz. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a producer at this network, so I he can is. I can tell you if you have any questions about AfterBuzz or how it runs, just tweet me. I'll be more than happy to answer them if they're not something contractually obligated that I cannot tell you. But I mean, we're fairly open. Yeah, you know, I can do it myself, perhaps. Perhaps. And Adam. now, and your AfterBuzz TV predictions. predictions. Yes! Way improv, brother! But Nick, uh, you have to quit the soundboard and reopen it, or it's not going to play uh, anything I else. It, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, predictions, I've talked about them all episode, mm-hmm. really. I mean, we see that, that there's that bank robber girl. I think Charlie's going to get deep into kind of getting caught up in it, because Charlie likes to go 110% into things. Um, I think next episode we're going to get a little bit more of that tape. So, yeah, she's just training, and then I think all the stakes are risen. It's all the same. Everything that's happening right now is going on. Nothing final yet. I think it's just going to be, it's going to get that much more intense for the last one, which is kind of what Graceland is doing there. We're focusing on one case, and it just shows how difficult it is to get down and the ins and outs and the extras and this and that. So, yeah. I Did you hear what I said, though? I think we're going to see the tape next episode. More on the tape story. Briggs, I know Briggs tape. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to. Yeah, I think we're going to get a small snippet of that at the end of ne- next episode because they have to set it up. Because next episode's episode eight. We have five episodes after that. I think four or five. Right. So I think they have to at least put that cookie back in our minds because it's been two or three episodes since we've even heard of it. So possibly maybe look I don't out know. for that. Um, I was going to say one more thing about Johnny, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember it. I know that there's going to be some play here when Carlito finds out about him and Lucia. Were you going to say something about his dad? Because you had mentioned it before. About? You were just wondering about his dad. No, that wasn't it. Then it wasn't it. It would have popped in your head yeah, if that was it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I do think that we'll see some confrontation between Carlito and Johnny. I think Johnny might have to go down to Mexico. I think we're going to see Johnny meet 
Carlito Sr. or Carlos Solano. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we'll see next episode. The guy from Law and Order, right? And Lu- yeah, and Lucia is going to have to defend Johnny to him because he's probably going to probably want to kill Johnny mm-hmm. right off the top of the bat because he's going to think he's involved in the. In the I don't know. We'll somehow. see. They're making it kind of predictable, but I feel like there's there's a lot that can come from that. There is. Um, now's around the time we roll out your music because we're done with the show because mm-hmm. I'm rambling right now because you know like. I like to ramble. Anyways, but if you guys want to find me or follow me on Twitter or on Vine or on Instagram, my Twitter is Stephanie Georgie, at Stephanie Georgie, G-I-O-R-G-I. And on Instagram, Steffi with a Y, G47, both Instagram and Vine. And don't forget to follow me as, or watch my show for The Fosters on ABC Family. Um, to all my fangirls out there, loves y'all. Okay, I'm going to do some shout-outs here. By the way, guys, please go to iTunes, rate and comment, and leave us uh, and subscribe. Leave us a little Absolutely. comment. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. Um, today is the 30th, so the last episode was the 23rd. So that means we have three new comments on iTunes from Dakota Aller Red, two of my favorite hosts. Love the show, both Grace Lane and the Afterbus Podcast. Listen to the first episode and fell in love. And as Steffi would sway, with the quickness. Shout-out to you. Uh, my name, London, so that first-person shooter guy. When it comes to watching Afterbus, I always watch and listen to the wrestling Afterbus shows. But thanks to the beautiful girl with the quickness and the dude that loves overthink things. I'm sold on the Afterbus <laughs> one of my favorite TV shows, Graceland. All right, shout out to you, that first person shout shooter guy. Shout out to both the yeah, yeah. And then Rebecca underscore D. Graceland is an amazing show, and I'm glad there's an Afterbus for it. The hosts are fantastic, and I can't wait to hear their analysis after every episode. Definitely a must listen to for any Graceland fan. And then I'll shout out to Age Patrice. I think I did last week, but I just wanted to double shout out that. Definitely go. We'll give you a shout out if, on mm-hmm. air if you do comment on iTunes. Give us five stars. And for those who did comment, you are the business. Thank you. You, you are. Okay, so you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. Go ahead and go into YouTube and comment and like us there. And then shout out to J.G. Hyder on Twitter, Brando J 9 and... Uh, There's a few more, but I'll just let it sit. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week for Graceland After Show Season 2, Episode 8. Take care. See you then. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later with the quickness. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.